How did the Seattle Kraken beat the defending champions in game one of the first round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs? In a phrase, they played Kraken hockey. Let's talk about game one and how Seattle was able to outlast Colorado. From the depths of the standings in year one to the base of that playoff mountain in year two, the Seattle Kraken have quenched their very first spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken take a 3-1 victory over the Colorado Avalanche in Game 1 of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Let's go, Kraken! Playoffs, baby, and we have a win. But before we get into that, this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, hey, what do you say? That's Kraken hockey, baby. That's right. The Seattle Kraken take the victory, and I'm here to tell you how it happened and that some people are feeling some kind of way about it. But uh, let's get into how the Kraken got this win. We're going to head over to NHL.com and take a look at the uh, the game summary. Now, you see that the shots were about even 35-30. I can tell you why it didn't feel like that. And we'll go over to a natural stat trick for some of that. Power play. Neither team scored on the power play. Face-offs in favor of the Avalanche. The Kraken got the big body hits down. Also had the most blocks in the game. The thing that I found impressive was the, the trivia question. Who was the first player to score in Seattle Kraken postseason history? The name is someone that you should be familiar with if you listen to Monday's show. It's the one and only Ellie Tolvanen. So new to the squad, they don't even have his headshot in a Kraken jersey. That's right. Came through on the waiver wire and has been a fantastic addition to the Seattle Kraken squad. Scores in the first 3.30 of the game to give Seattle Kraken a Now, they would give up a goal in the first period to Miko Raptanen. A little bit of a situation there where it was a puck in and it bounces off of his skate. But have a net front presence, crash the net, and good things will happen. That's how Colorado scored. Then Alex Wenberg gets on the board. We'll hear from him in a little bit. And it's Morgan Geeky to put things away. Ultimately, though, Wenberg with the game-winning goal. But 34 saves out of 34 shots 
or 35 shots faced Philip Grubauer, top dog for the Seattle Kraken in this game. And we'll get into why. So I like this for us, obviously. We get the first win of the series. We got the first goal of the game. Alex Wenberg is shooting pucks. Philip Grubauer is saving pucks. We're getting a little bit of puck luck. I'll talk about that later on the show. Overall, what's not to like? What's not to like out of this? And so don't take my word for it. We're going to hear from Alex Wenberg, the goal scorer himself. Now this is uh, Alex. Eddie always tells me to shoot the puck. Wenberg, let's hear what he had to say post-game. Well, just to limit their, just limit them, especially their top players. I mean, obviously we have focus on them, but uh, it comes down to our game. I mean, we talk about skating a lot and moving our feet, uh, moving the puck quick, and I feel like we, we executed well. I mean, it's not always going to be pretty, but uh, you just keep keep feeding and keep doing the right things, and we got rewarded. Alex, your goal, um, you're not the guy who always shoots first, but when you think and shot first there? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great play uh, by Swartz right there. I think we moved the puck up. I mean, uh, obviously, in a, in a playoff like this, you got to take advantage of this opportunity. For me, it's just try to shoot the puck. And I mean, obviously, I get rewarded, and it's great to help the team out for sure. I was, you guys were forcing a lot of turnovers, and some of them led directly to goals. I mean, how, how, how big a deal was that to be able to stay on top of them? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, like I said, we have a plan to try to execute, and obviously, for us to play hard defensively, and I mean, try to not give them any chances. I mean, uh, it's hard right now. It's quick after the game. It was a lot of emotions because obviously it's playoffs. It's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a different game. But right now, I mean, obviously we're happy about this. But we're going to look at it, see we can do better. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of good things. What did you think of Grubauer? I think you know he talks about Grubauer. Yanni Gore talked about Grubauer. I think we all can agree that Grubauer had a pretty solid solid game. And I had questions, right? What kind of Philip Grubauer are we going to see? But ultimately. We won just the way we always have. But, you know, don't take my word for it. The amazing Piper Shaw had some things to say, particularly to those of you who are not familiar with our squad. How, Piper, pray tell, did the Seattle Kraken get this win? And I'm going to have Piper tell you via her social media. And so here we go, pulling it up for you now if you're watching on YouTube. Piper Shaw says, <clears throat> excuse me, Piper Shaw says, for folks who haven't been watching Kraken hockey all season, you just watch the Kraken win a game in almost the same way they have all season. Depth scoring, Tolvi, Wenny, Geeky, we love it. Killer PK, shutting down top lines and star players, getting key saves. Hashtag C Kraken. We've seen the Kraken put together many efforts like this, which is why when you listen to the players post-game, they really aren't surprised at all. That is Kraken hockey, baby. Now the test is, or now a test is, if they can find that consistency facing the same team. I think Piper is absolutely right. Not only is it finding the consistency against the same team, but it's just finding consistency Period. Now I've talked about that a time or two right here on Locked on Kraken. You know how I feel about that. Those stretches of 20 plus wins we had, or um, or I should say uh, when we scored or, or earned 20 plus points, you know, that came from a decent amount of consistency. So in 
a playoffs where you have to win 15 games. Am I feeling good about it because we've been able to string that together? Absolutely. And we'll hear some between today and tomorrow about just that. That being said, there's all those other times where we couldn't string together wins and where the lethargy set in. Someone asked Dave Haxtell about his favorite topic, momentum. And I want you to hear later in the show about what Dave Haxtell said they found from the film. What you heard from Wenberg. I also want to go to the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. Philip Grubauer had a fantastic game. He had a fantastic game. And you know what? You deserve to hear from the man. And including what it's like to play in a barn that he's familiar with. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a weird feeling coming back, but also like really familiar played with those guys in a couple of playoff series. So, um, yeah, nice. There's nothing better than playing against the old team in the playoffs. Does playing in this building give you more confidence? Yeah, I mean, I know the angles. I know um, what what it looks like, and that helps too. Um, being able to practice and having a couple games played here definitely helps, yep. Yeah, for sure. There's a couple a couple different buildings where the seats go up or further back a little bit. Arizona was kind of tricky because the lighting is so low, but um, other than that, and they're all the same, yeah. people who maybe were sleeping on Seattle, proud of those guys. Um, we played a full 60 minutes. Everybody chipped in, and that's the way it needs to be in the playoffs. We can't have any passengers. And, uh, yeah, big, big win for the organization, but it's only game one. Yeah, obviously they can make something happen out of nothing. And um, I think I'm speaking for my teammates here. When those guys are on the ice, we got to be aware where they are. They can they can be super sneaky. sneaky. Uh, they're super skilled. So, um, yeah, it was a great goal by them. But after that, we, we shut them down. We were aware, uh, got some sticks in the lane and uh, took them out of play. And I think Grubauer is absolutely right. I also think that there was some puck luck. I'm not used to saying puck luck in relation to the Seattle Kraken, but I do think there was a fair amount of puck luck, but don't take my word for it. Let's look at the numbers. We're going to look at some stats and facts, and we'll close out the show. You'll hear a little bit from Dave Haxtell um, talking today about what the team learned and what they want to work on going into game two. But at this time, I want to tell you about game time. Now, you know I travel a lot. Sometimes I got to do things last minute, including if I find a, some downtime and I'm with a friend and we want to go hang out, uh, watch uh, a show or go to a game. And then what do I do if I want to get tickets last minute? Well, game time is going to be my new go-to. Buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game time is, fast and, is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And so all you have to do as a part of being one of our everydayers and a locked on listener is download the game to game time app, create an account and use Code locked on NHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Now, terms will apply, but again, all you have to do is create 
an account and redeem your $20 off using code LOCKEDONNHL. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine, especially the everydayers. Now, I told you in a minute you're going to hear from Dave Haxtell from today's media availability. And on tomorrow's episode, we're going to get you ready from what some of the players have been saying about what they need to do on next game day. That's right. Our next episode will be a game day episode, the second ever game day episode in postseason history for the Seattle Kraken. And you'll hear from some more players. You already heard from Grubauer and Wenberg today. We've got Yanni Gord. Uh, I want you to take, take you over to what Jordan Eberle said and, of course, from Dave Haxtell. So that's coming up. Make sure you're an everyday or listener, an everyday listener, excuse me, an everydayer, as we like to say, listening to Locked on Kraken. But You heard from Philip Grubauer, felt that after that goal, kind of were able to take things into their control. Uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. I think if we look at the shots for these teams, again, they were about even. But if we look at um, the, the game flow, the Colorado Avalanche, and hence some of the screaming that was happening on our playback Uh, live watch party, which we will do again tomorrow for game two. So check out the show notes for a link to our playback watch party. There was a a fair amount of screaming towards the end of this game. Um, But uh, (laughs) ultimately the Seattle Kraken were able to sustain the pressure. They did hunker down defensively, which again on playback, I had a hankering that they might do or an inkling, I should say, that they might do. I had a hankering for them to score another goal, but that's neither here nor there. But, I, you know, I, I want to take you to uh, one thing that's a little spicy and another thing that's just facts on facts on facts. So the spicy part is that there was a reporter that was in the locker room after the Seattle Kraken beat the Colorado Avalanche, she was talking to, I believe it was Nate McKinnon. And Nate McKinnon was asked, or, you know, the statement started with Philip Grubauer had a pretty good night. Uh, what did you see from him? And Nate Dog, as lots of people call him, said nothing. Uh, deadpan, nothing. And then said, does anyone else have any questions? So, yeah. It seemed like Colorado was a little bit salty. Uh, a little bit salty. I think a lot of people are a little bit salty. I've been seeing that on Kraken Nation, Twitterverse, and and the like. Um, yeah, of course. You know, not a lot of people thought we were going to win this game, and that's on them because these two teams are pretty well matched. We talked about that in my in our preview with Chris from Locked On Avalanche. We talked about it on Monday. Um, that being said, here are some things that we have to be a little bit concerned about. And I want to take you to, again, I mentioned it, we're going to go to um, natural stat trick and take a look at the game flow. Now you can see that this is all situations, the Corsi in all situations. Now the deline- the line of delineation is zero. Above the line is advantage avalanche. Below the line, advantage Kraken. Now I do think you see that there's a decent amount of time where the Seattle Kraken had the advantage and kept Colorado on the back foot. You see 
We get a goal in the second period. That's Wenberg's goal. And then we just barely tick up um, over and into um, avalanche territory there is when they're controlling the game. And then we uh, keep the, the pressure. But then things late into the third period, we have a plateau. And then we start to see Colorado take over. I They got a lot of shots. They got a lot of really good looks late in the game. And if we're being honest, those pucks beat Grubauer. They just didn't beat the post. And there was a bouncer to puck luck. That's what I'm talking about when I say puck luck. So I think that's interesting um, and worth just keeping in the back of our mind. Um, you know, we're a team that is going to need to continually perform better and better and better. And again, Dave Haxtell talked a little bit about that. You'll hear a, a clip and a snippet from post game as well as a little bit from today in him talking about that. And then I want to take you to another map that we have here, and that's the heat map. Now, this is offensive zone unblocked shots heat map. So if we see um, this is on the power play, Colorado on a 5-1-4 power play. Look at where their shots are on the power play, okay, versus where Seattle's shots are. At top at the point, some garbage goals, rebounds. We did not score on the power play, remember? And then, you know, outside above the hash marks. But again, compare that. It's a little bit more spread out. The slot area seems to be wide open for the Colorado Avalanche on our penalty kill. So that's something I want to keep an eye on. And then let's just also look at all situations and scenarios. Again, heat map. This is a shot map. Unblocked shots, heat map. Look at this, what's happening right in front of Philip Grubauer, but also look how blotched, or I should say, look how concentrated our blotches to certain areas, including on the outside, where there's a little bit more, I see, because it's a little bit more connectivity in these blotches for Colorado. They had more free reign over the ice. So Yanni Gord, at times, whether it was with Piper Shaw post game, talked about keeping the Colorado Avalanche out. Dave Haxtell talked about when getting back on defense and trying to defend the rush, staying on the inside. So these are all things for me that indicate that the Seattle Kraken played well. We did not, and I think Colorado just wasn't able to bury opportunities. We have to push out even wider. I think we went toe-to-toe speed-wise. The physicality definitely was ramped up in this game, um, not in an obnoxious way, in my opinion, although Colorado did really work to get under McCann's skin. Did you notice that? Jared McCann seemed very frustrated, and so the rest of the team, now I don't, you know, I don't really like and care for a physical game per se, but I wonder if there are things that the rest of the team can do to alleviate some of that pressure from McCann. I think that Matty Beneers in his own way was frustrated. He was definitely tossed around the ice. So those are things Colorado is going to do. No, they're not necessarily dirty hits. I wouldn't say that. And they're not necessarily like big boy, let's get in the ring type hits or hits that would warrant that. But you can tell they're trying to frustrate certain players, so I'm very curious to see how that plays out. But as promised, let's take you first to what this is going to be our fearless leader, Dave Haxtell, 
talking a little bit after the game. And then coming up in the next segment, I want to just get you ready for what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Again, the everydayers. We have to really break down some of the things that I just talked about and how Seattle can get as close um, to uh, perfection as possible. Because if we can win tomorrow night, that means we go into Climate Pledge Arena with a two-game lead. Why wouldn't we want that? But here's Dave Haxtell. You guys came out trying to start the game. You put a lot of pressure on them physically. I mean, how, how important was it to start the game like that right off the bat? Well, we, we, I mean, one of the things we wanted to do was make sure we started well. You don't want to come into this building against this caliber of a team and chase the game. Um, and, you know, so we, you know, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were on it from the start of the game. We were. It was nice. You know, we, we started each period well. Uh, we were able to, you know, we were able to build the lead, and that was, obviously, that was an important piece of the hockey game for us tonight. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty typical formula for the playoffs, uh, really. You know, if you if you take a look at it, but you know they 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 got their opportunities. You know they uh, they got their opportunities. They got their looks. They had their push. Um, you know, Gruby was good. You know, in in a couple instances, five on five when they did have a push, he was good on the PK, uh, the the two PKs in the second period. Um, and you know, a few times when we didn't manage the puck well, which you know, which is one thing we can be much better at, um, you know, in terms of, you know, our play with the puck, um, you know, when, <clears throat> when we had a couple soft plays and they had quick opportunities off of that group, he was good tonight. So, you know, that's, that's pretty good foundation for, uh, you know, for what he, well, it's, I mean, that's, it's a big task. And I mean, that's, that's one game. Um, like I said, there's a lot of areas, you know, that we can play better in and that, uh, you know, that, uh, that we'll, we'll work to do. Um, we're going to stay off the ice tomorrow. We probably won't practice, so we got to do and correct some of that through, you know, th through uh, through a couple meetings and some, uh, you know, some video. Um, we just got to make sure that our energy is good, and we're going to have to come back and, and play better two nights from now. And so you heard Dave Haxtell say, "Listen, we're not going to practice. We're just going to take a look at some video." So let's hear what he had to say after taking a look at the film and you know having some conversations that's coming up on this episode of locked on kraken coming the post-game reaction and a recap of winning our first ever stanley cup playoff game one nothing series lead over the colorado avalanche we'll get into that coming up and thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. I'm in my big comfy couch because uh, I'm not feeling my best today, but I wanted to make sure that we had a chance to, to recap. We had a great time on playback yesterday. We will be doing it again. We were joined by Angelica Rodriguez uh, along from Black Rosie Media specifically the founding four podcast we're gonna do another playback watch party tomorrow night because it's a game day so make sure that you uh get your rest get your snacks ready to go and come watch with us on playback there are a lot of amazing watch parties and so many different activations so i'm so grateful for those of you who stop by ours we'll be doing it again and uh let's see who gets the bold prediction correct Ellie Tolvanen scored the first goal. Who's going to do it tomorrow night? I can't wait to watch along with you all. But uh, 
So we heard from Dave Haxtell just now talking about, hey, we got to go back, do look at some film. You also heard him talk about timely seams from Philip Grubauer, and I think he's absolutely right. But let's hear what Dave Haxtell had to say today after speaking to the team. Having a chance to watch the film and reflect on last night, what's what stood out to you the most? Nothing really, you know, nothing different after, you know, going back and reviewing things. You know, we, our pace was good, um, you know, in general without the puck. You know, we were, we had good stretches. We were able to, you know, to, to get pressure to them and put them under a little bit of pressure, not give them, you know, too much free ice, free space. Um, you know, that's an area that we're going to have to continue to improve in in this series uh, and, and continue to become more consistent in. But, you know, offensively, we we did the job. We found different ways to score, you know, off the forecheck, uh, out of the ozone, off of transition. Um, and you have to be able to do that at this time of year to find success. What's the challenge now in trying to keep the foot on the gas pedal and keep up that intensity in game two tomorrow night? Well, I mean, that's, you know, I think that goes without saying. You know, it's, you know, the most important thing today is just to, you know, to dial down and, um, you know, get a little get a little rest mentally, physically. Um, and get ready for for game two. You know, you know, it's uh, we're, we're going to have to be a little bit better. Like you know, like I've said, we know that. So that mental sharpness that'll be there. You know, the, our, our group has been pretty consistent, uh, pretty driven. Um, so uh, that will be there. You know, it's it's a matter of carrying that through and making sure that we're ready to execute at a real good level, at a high level. Is the challenge of keeping momentum different in the playoffs than it is in the regular season? Well, carrying momentum is. You know, I'm. I'm a huge believer that it carries from game to game. You have to create your momentum game in and game out. So we're going to have to do that again tomorrow night, and you have to do that shift to shift tomorrow night. So one of your points of emphasis just keep them on the outside, keep the puck on the wall, right, win battles. It seems like you did a really good job of that for the most part. Well, that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, it, it's something that's easier said than done against these guys. Um, you know, you, you really get, you got to win races, right, against these guys. Um, you know, win races back into the into the defensive zone on the inside, and then, you know, if you're just going to stand around on the inside and let them do their thing, you're going to be in trouble. So, you, you know, from there you have to you got to find your pressure. You got to skate the check um, to try to take away some of that time and space against some of their elite players. Um, and you know, they they got their looks last night. They they had a couple of good looks. Um, Groovy was really good in those cases. Um, and you know that was that's obviously really important for us. And then, you know, now you have to turn that around and go the other direction as well. So there's Dave Haxtell talking about the changes that need to happen. He talked once again about timely saves from Philip Grubauer, but also Colorado had their chances. Colorado definitely had their chances in this game. So it's going to be about minimizing that and getting better in some areas, being even more consistent. It was a solid game by our, our, our boys, and we should be proud. And I'm going to have to level it up because, again, Colorado's already feeling some kind of salty. Uh, they thought this was going to be a cakewalk. I don't know what they were watching. But here we go. So today, no practice officially. The The team was made available at around 1030 Mountain Time. Um, so I guess, what is that, 930 uh, Pacific? And they will be on the ice 1030 Pacific Time. Actually, I think Mountain Time is Pacific Time now because of Daylight Savings, or is that just Phoenix? 
I'm just going to give you what they have here. Uh, it's going to be Thursday, 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time, morning skate at the arena. And then, of course, 7.30, the puck drops. We will be watching on playback. Come join us. It's one of the ways that we can monetize Black Rosie Media and, of course, Locked on Kraken. So uh, check that out. Join us, even if you can only come for a little bit. Hope that you tune in. And then Friday is a team travel day. So that's getting ready for Earth Day. That's obviously the biggest thing happening on Saturday. Also, it's game three. It's game three on Earth Day at Climate Pledge Arena. I feel like regardless of what happens, we're going to win game three. Is that just me? Am I reading into the tea leaves a little bit too much? Is my sage-burning auntiness coming out? I don't know. Either way, I'm excited. Make sure you stay locked on Kraken. We will have it all for you. I'm going to keep drinking my tea and taking my naps so that hopefully my voice sounds even better, my energy's even higher for our game day episode for game two as the Seattle Kraken look to take a commanding two-game lead before we play at home games three and four. Thank you, as always, for making making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Again, tomorrow, you'll hear a little bit more from Dave Haxel, Jordan Eberly, and Will Borgen uh, from today's practice and also what the vision and the goal is ahead of tomorrow's game day. Let's get it going. Hold fast. Stay true. And if you're able, put your hockey sticks out for Andy as we are still keeping Andy Ide and his family in our heart during this playoff run, however long may it last and may it last quite long. All right. Until next episode, Erica L. Ayala signing out. Peace.